Hello, you demented individuals. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bullworthy. How's it going, Michael? Very good. We're back from a week off. Yes, an unintended week off. <laughs> yes. A week the, where you and I just didn't communicate. <laughs> yes. And then the next thing we know, it's about an hour before we're supposed to release. <laughs> and uh, we realized that we weren't going to be able to record last week. Hey, weekend, you, so. uh, you busy now? You want to record? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I got to ask, how uh, we haven't talked about your knee in a while how's how's your knee feeling ever since you had that uh, bendy surgery yeah so when i had the manual manipulation which sounds dirtier than it's intended but when i had that done it actually worked a lot and you know it's funny because the doctors and physical therapists kind of look at things differently so the doctor's like yeah you need it and the physical therapist was like eh, you can get by without it like just keep coming here and, and basically paying us is what they should have said um, so I did the procedure. It went well. Like the mobility has increased. The flexibility has increased. You're still limping? Uh, there's a little bit. It depends on how long I'm sitting really, right? When I've been sitting for a while and then when I get up, like kind of just everything tightens, um, like a sphincter. So <laughs> it, it needs to loosen up a little bit as I start walking. I've noticed that if I'm up and about for a while, I don't have the limp, but Right from getting up, I do. So, yeah, things are getting better. Well, you've been milking it for like a year and a half now, so. (laughs) Well, it has been fucking six months already. I know. That's why I'm I'm saying you should be fine by now. I just, I love that your your bendy procedure was just the doctors doing what you mentally couldn't do, which was bend your leg. (laughs) Well, it's supposedly like you're, you're not supposed to be, unless you're just fucked up, you're not supposed to be able to like drop a hammer on your own hand. Because your mind knows right. that, like, I'm going to be hurting myself. So, and just like you're not supposed to be able to tickle yourself, except for supposedly guitarists or people in like construction industry, which hands are so rough that the signal is overridden. The knowing that you're going to tickle yourself is overridden by the fact that you actually cannot feel you're tickling yourself. So, you can do that. I'll have to try that one so, day. So, yeah. So, well, it's just like when you sleep on your hand and then play a surprise lefty, as you call it. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, speaking of milking it, my dad this weekend, I was with him, and he saw me limping after we'd been in the car for a little bit. And he, that's basically was his response. Like, still? Still limping? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want to be limping. Trust me. That, that's not the point of this. That's funny. He, he and I think alike. This is, how long are you going to milk that for? I don't know if that's a good or a bad on your side, but yes. <laughs> in our week off, I've I've read, I mean, you can our notes is probably twice as long as it normally is for a single episode. Um Yeah, because it has my comments and actually some of yours. Yeah. <laughs> you normally don't do in advance. That's not true. Uh <laughs> just reading tons of articles and like commenting on like just stupid shit that's happening. Like for example, as we all know, you know, the, the the new king was coronated. We talked about it last episode, but you know, with, with the Queen's passing, King Charles took over. Uh not to be outdone, the the QAnons took this as an opportunity to add to their repertoire of conspiracy theories. So the, when you when you go to sleep, 
Do you say a little prayer and say, hopefully tomorrow I read a good article by QAnon? Oh, it's it's my main source of entertainment right now because the fact that there are people that are this dumb on the planet is just beside me and it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like I'm not the dumbest person in the room. You know the rest of your family does listen to this, right? Oh, shit. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> well... I doubt the rest of my family believes this conspiracy theory. So there's a video of King Charles signing a proclamation stating that he's going to uphold, you know, the duties of his, uh, his newly found position, uh, on some of the QAnon, uh, forums in, uh, telegram, which is now kind of their, their area of choice. They posted the video and said, this is actually King Charles signing a proclamation that states that Donald Trump actually won the 2020 presidential election and is the rightful president by law. So, you know what's great? Let's, let's say he is writing that, right? Let's say, let's say let's, that's but let's actually what the paper said. All that is wrong with that statement, right? <laughs> well, I think we're going to end up at the same place. <laughs> Go they ahead. have I'll no authority here. <laughs> exactly. They had authority 400 years ago. They don't have authority today. <laughs> yeah, we had the little thing called the revolution yeah. that um that ended that. So, <laughs> so it, if that, I mean, come on, it's got to be a fucking seventeen-year-old kid drinking a beer in his parents' basement on Telegram in the QAnon like area of where all the people are focusing. Right? It's got to be just some kid going, "Oh, let's fuck with them. Let's fuck with them, and let's make some shit up." Yeah, let's watch how many watch people. How many people I can get believe this? Exactly, it has to be. So I just at, at this point, it's uh, why anyone even bothers is is beyond me. But I take uh, I take great uh, pleasure in in reading about some of these articles where they just make shit up and uh, and hope that maybe it, it'll stick against the wall. So sticking with the king for a second, um, at at a meeting last week at work. After we found out, it was the day we found out the queen died. Somebody said to me, do you think it's possible she died from a broken heart? Because her husband died six months or a year ago. So I said, well, it's possible that or the fact that she's a fucking hundred. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that probably played into it as well. (laughs) So he started laughing. He's like, that's actually a pretty good point. (laughs) You might be right there. She ruled for like 70 some odd years, which I think was one of yeah. the longest uh, monarchs in, in quite some time, if not forever. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I I know. And a lot of times when they're that long, it's usually a dictatorship yeah. um, that is, is ruling it. But Yeah, for sure. So, so in the meantime, I've also recently gone for my annual physical, right? So one good thing to get, insurance pays for it. And as a partner in my firm, I'm actually required to get it. So as it gets closer to the date every year, they start reaching out internally. Um, and they're like, you know, we basically, they don't say this, but it says, you know, we want to keep working you like a dog and make sure you stay alive. Can you please make sure you get Right, but physical? let's be honest. You really look forward to getting a, a man stick his finger up your ass to check your prostate, don't you? Well, so this is a couple of things I want to talk about. <laughs> Why turning 50 has made my ass into a medical playground? <laughs> so one, my doctor who's female, by the way, she had to obviously check my prostate, and she's the one, as I've mentioned to you before, she started around when I was 45, and she has said to me before, don't worry, I have small hands. <laughs> so she checks my prostate. 
then now because I'm 50, I have to get a colonoscopy. So I have to go to another guy to get not just a finger, a fucking camera put up my asshole. So that that's what you have to look forward to in a couple of years. Uh, so is that going to be on the YouTube channel? Maybe. Your colonoscopy? <laughs> I would love that. Maybe. We'll, we'll follow the Burrow video. Um, that might kill off the uh, remaining listeners we have. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney just not did listeners. something for... No, not listeners that we know of. They have a, there's a organization called Lead From Behind, and they encourage men who are 45 and up to get colonoscopy. So they actually just recorded theirs, and they put it online recently. I, I thought they to get more you people to do it. Oh, they do. Somebody else was recording, and the doctor, they pulled the video from the doctor's cameras and stuff. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they do knock you out for it. When you meet somebody on a weekend getaway after a few drinks, he doesn't. But if uh, (laughs) if you go to a doctor, speaking of Ryan Reynolds uh, and and uh, what's his name, McElhaney, Rob McElhaney. Yeah, have you watched the uh, documentary We Are Wrexham? Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty good, right? Two guys with more money than brains (laughs) deciding to (laughs) to buy a team in a sport they know nothing about. Well, that's the, f- and the funniest thing is one, they buy it that they barely know anything about. They buy a sports team. But two, the first time they met was after they bought the team, yeah. which I find really weird, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you and I do a lot of things together, but I never, before I met you, was like, hey, let's go buy this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we'll make sure we get along, right? So that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, no, that's been pretty good. Um, I haven't really been watching a lot of other things religiously. The Grand Tour on Amazon released another episode. Oh, okay. They do one about every six months now. I, know I love that favorites, show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and today there seemed to be a little teaser that was released that is implying there's going to be a Sandman second season. Didn't say second season, but yeah, it was I, just I think kind it was of a successful refresher. enough. I'm actually shocked that they haven't already signed it on, or maybe they have and they're so just not I. telling anybody. Speaking of things on Netflix, have you watched the documentary? I think it's called The Sins of Our Mother. No. It's about Lori Vallow, who. Okay, um, what did she do? Uh, well, she had a history of, of, of weird things happening, but um, she ended up. So her husband was mysteriously killed in an altercation with her brother. Um, her ex-husband or her soon to be ex-husband. I think she was trying to get a divorce. Um, she got one. Well, she did. Uh, it, they didn't initially, they said it wasn't foul play. It was just the husband was being aggressive and tried to get into the home. And then the brother-in-law in in self-defense shot him. Um, what ended up happening though, and this, by the way, some of this actually happened in Arizona, which is why I'm aware of the case. Um, cause I believe they lived in, uh, somewhere in, in the Phoenix area and, okay. um, her kids disappeared and two of her children, they were young, you know, preteen and teen. They, um, they disappeared and it became national like headlines. People were like, where are the kids? And she was seen in Hawaii with a new man. She was seen in a multitude of areas and the kids were nowhere to be found and everyone's, you know, was, was questioning where, where are the kids? Um, now, is this something, hold on a second. Is this something where like on Thursday, the kids go missing and on like Friday, she's in Hawaii with someone? It, I don't know the exact timeline, but I do know that it was pretty sus from, from, from any angle you looked at it. Number one, 
Number two, the person who was questioning her the most was her oldest child who was still alive and married and living somewhere else. Where are my siblings? Okay. Where are my brother and sister? So, um, so right then and there, you know, there's gotta be some credence to it, right? It's not like they just, they just disappeared. Um, so they ended up finding the kids remains on the property of the guy that she was seeing. So she's actually in prison right now awaiting trial. The trial doesn't start until 2023. It's gotten pushed back a few times. But uh, what you learn during the course of this documentary, though, is that it was very much a cult. And they were preparing for the end of days and making sacrifices because these people had demons and they had ranked all of these people on a scale of like one to whatever, how, how, how much, how much they were on the dark side of the, uh, of the force, so to speak. And they decided to take, you know, the law into their own hands and, and remove these people from the planet. And her kids were two of the people that, that she had said were, you know, had demons in them. So it was freaky and interesting as fuck, but. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out. There's no ending to it. I'm giving you a fair warning because the trial hasn't happened yeah, yet. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. But uh, it, it, it started out as maybe she just wanted to start a new life and then you dig into it and you realize, holy shit, it's like one of those fucking alien cults. Do you know of, and we talked about this last episode, the cults all seem to always end in and then we all mm -hmm. need to die at the same mm -hmm. time. Do you think there's any cults that are... That's not their goal. And I'm not talking about like Boy Scouts of America, right? That's a group. People get together. That's not a cult. Is it possible that any cult's mission is like, hey, let's beautify the neighborhood? <laughs> like, Do you think there's a cult that does that? Or is it always, and then we're all going to die? In well, the technically, day? the Boy Scouts of America, their, their, their thing is to play with little boys. It's not to, to die. Hmm. So, I mean, if you want to go yeah. that direction. That's uh, that's not a cult as much as a, a Tinder <laughs> Tinder yeah. for Boy Scouts. Between them and the Catholic Church, they're uh, they're they're neck and neck for the award. <laughs> Oof, man, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Truth though. But rough. Anyways, check out. It's called I believe it's called the Sins of Our Mother. It is a documentary about uh, some some crazy crazy shit, and it's not what it seems until you really get into it and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, and then uh, when you're left hanging, everybody remember that that's why I don't watch shows David recommends. Yeah, <laughs> but. So I've been in so, Denver before we go right. on. I've been in Denver now for a few weeks. And in Phoenix, I have like the wife and I have like a regular place that we always go to. Um, it's, you know, if you remember the show Cheers, it's our Cheers, right? You yep. know, where you go to the place and, and everybody knows your name, right? Uh, although, ironically, there's some funny stories about that because there was one place we were going to every fucking, every, every other day for like a year. And then the servers would still ask us, like, have you been here before? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you motherfuckers. Like the opposite of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just lost 20% on your tip. Anyways, we've, we found a really cool place in Denver that's only about, it's less than a mile from, uh, from our place. And uh, we've been going there pretty regularly. And there's, there's a bunch of cool people there that may or may not be new listeners to the podcast. So uh, welcome, welcome if you are. If not, I'm sure you will be. But uh Cool, cool bunch of people, cool place, really good beer, fun times. We played bingo last night. So I love the fact that you're trying to get more listeners, but my my line of thought is, was it like, hey, what's the specials? By the way, I have a podcast. Like, how did that come up to your <laughs> server? 
it, it, it actually it's it, it hasn't yet <laughs> but it might um it's just it's just we're hanging out with the same people over and over again and as you get to know them i'm sure it'll come up in conversation so do you feel when when you get possibly to th- even before this episode airs all right well welcome like subscribe share send us an email at ridiculously bored at gmail.com when you go to a place where they know you uh, so let's say, so my wife does this. She goes to this deli and she goes probably three days a week at least, sometimes four. On the way to work, she goes and she gets a uh, ham, egg, and cheese on a roll. Basically, when she walks in, they make it. What's her cholesterol like? Jesus Christ. Uh, she's fine. She's Asian. She's going to, she'll, she'll be fine. Oh, the rice, uh, so, the rice offsets the cholesterol? <laughs> yeah, I think it absorbs it. <laughs> so, but it's gotten to a point where. If she walks by the place, and the reason why we'd walk by the place is my daughter's art class used to be right next door. Mm-hmm. We walk by the place, they'd make her a roll. <laughs> and like, <laughs> thinking she's going to And then we're up. walking away, and they're like holding it up, like, no, not, oh, not today. Shit. No. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the, the, I, I know pressure is not the right word for it, but when you go to a place and that you get sometimes a lot of the same thing, where they just basically almost auto order for mm-hmm. you and don't really take into account what you're saying like how do you how do you feel about that side of it i, I don't mind it uh well i don't mind it at a bar right because i'm never going to turn down a beer right. but yeah if it's if it's a sandwich and it's uh you know four o'clock in the afternoon come on use your common sense <laughs> all right just checking because <laughs> i like i like the aspect when obviously i drink diet soda right i don't really drink many other things so if i go to a place where they know me they'll bring out a kind of a diet soda because they know that order's coming right but there has been places where I've ordered something, you know, three, four, five times out of ten type thing, and then all of a sudden they're like bringing it to me when I walk in. I'm like, oh no, hold on, hold on, slow down here. Yeah. So I was just curious. Yeah. So so cool stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, a couple things, and in the medical world, uh, after I went for my physical, um, because as you know, I've had a I've had a bad back in the past. Did you fail your physical? Um, no, I passed. Not with flying colors, but I passed with. <laughs> eh, uh, uh, the medical version of eh. you got a C plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I've got through college on that, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they give me a. I, I'm like, you know, every once in a while, my back flares up. I had back surgery six, seven years ago now, and like, so I just like to have these patches in the house that, when it's exceptionally sore, I can just throw one on my back. Is it like those icy so, hot patches? No, well, it's it's a stronger version. It's lidocaine. Got it. Which you yeah. can now actually buy at the stores, but it's like three or four percent. The medical one is like five or six percent, so right. it's a little bit stronger. Um, and these things end up costing about two dollars each, and it's if you buy them at the store. If you get them through your insurance, it's whatever your insurance pays for it. And my insurance is pretty good when when they do pay for things, but my insurance was dragging their feet on paying for this. And so I went to the pharmacy, and I'm like, "Look, I know you have this prescription for me." I'm just curious, what does it cost if I just don't wait for the insurance anymore? And the lady's like, well, you really should wait for it. And I'm like, look, I, I'm, it's been a week. They haven't done shit. They haven't asked any questions. They haven't done any follow-up. I don't know if anything's going to happen. I'd just like to get an idea of what the price is. I'm like, because if I were to buy them off the shelf, it'd be about 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, let me run the numbers. So she runs the numbers, $210. Oh, Jesus. So I'm like, holy fuck. So I'm like, oh, that's a, I said, that's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I'm like, do you have any of those coupons? Like, I see commercials for like Good yeah, RX. Yeah, they and always have things. those. 
Yeah, yeah. So she's like, hold on a second. And she's like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, in the computer, $64. I'm like, how, how is the same thing $150 Because it's difference? all fucking profit. That's how. <laughs> Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. So I ended up buying them. But my point was, is just like, that's how fucked our insurance is in this in the U.S. And yep. it, it literally... 80% difference in price, yeah, 80% discount by just asking a couple questions. Well, it's the whole, uh, like the EpiPen thing, right? You know, there were, there was a point where EpiPens were going for like a thousand bucks a piece and you know, damn well, those things don't cost more than five bucks to make. So yeah. And the problem is they also have an expiration date. Yeah. And if you're a parent, you're going to pay it because it saves your of course, kid's fucking life. Of course, it's life it. or death. You have no choice, which is why they jacked the price up. That's capitalism for you. So. Speaking of EpiPens, have you ever had to be around somebody who's had to use one? No. So I've never been around somebody that had to use it, but my then cousin's why are we talking kid, Yanni, no, hold on. My cousin <laughs> Yanni's kid is allergic to peanuts, and so they have an EpiPen. And they used to be the old one that looked literally like a pen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you pull off the cap, you jam it in, and that's how it gives the medicine. Mm-hmm. Now they have ones that look like about the size of like five or six credit cards together. That's what it looks like. Interesting. And when you pull the lid off, it actually talks to you. It tells you what to do. See, that's why it costs a thousand dollars. This one would. It's the a other fucking one laptop. Fucking so, the, so my cousin, unfortunately, they did have to use it on their kid once. And so him and his wife were telling the story about how the daughter comes out and is like, my mouth feels weird. My mouth feels weird. And they're like, well, what did you have? And she's like, nothing. I had a piece of chocolate that I'm allowed to have, right, from this area. And they're like, okay, which one? Turns out she grabbed in a different bag, and she grabbed a baby roof. Oh, Jesus. Which has has, um, nuts in it. So she she starts having a reaction to it. Mm -hmm. They realize that she's starting to have a reaction to it. They grab the EpiPen. They they rip it the top off, and it starts talking, like, you know, make sure the leg is exposed. Pull back this. Do that. But the problem is everybody's panicking. Yeah. This is the first time they've had to use it in real time. So, like, the girl's crying. The parents are yelling, trying to get control of the situation. They can't really hear the pen. <laughs> but finally, they got everything done. But I just, I think that's amazing. Like, and I'm fucking deathly scared of having to use it one time when she's here. Because whenever she stays over, they leave it with us. Right. Um. And, you know, it's funny because she's only allergic to peanuts, right? The proper, what you consider peanuts, Mm -hmm. you know, what's his, uh, George Carver, out of the ground, peanut type shit. Mm -hmm. I won't let her have anything that looks, smells, acts like a fucking nut. I won't (laughs) let her have almonds. I won't let her have pistachios. Like, and she's always like, I'm fine. I'm like, not in my house. (laughs) I'm not going through that fucking thing. So, yeah, I was just curious. Like, thankfully, knock on wood, you know, my kids don't have any allergies at all, which is great. Um... And they also have, and I know I'm stealing my cousin's story here, but they also have a method to help you get rid of your allergy. So they gave her. Um, it's got to be like microdoses, right? So that's how it started. Yeah. So they gave her like peanut dust. Mm-hmm. Then it slowly went to like an eighth of a peanut and then a quarter of a peanut. And then after like six months, eight months, nine months, she's now having a couple peanuts a day to help with the allergies. You know what? So it's just they they say, and again, I'm not a fucking doctor, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. But then why do you keep putting your hand in my ass? Uh, well, you ask. <laughs> they say <laughs> that the reason why so many children are born with some of these afflictions is because 
when they're in utero, typically like, you know, when, when you're, the minute you're pregnant, the doctor gives you a list of things you should no longer do, right? Uh, and, and that list gets longer and longer as, as we kind of evolve as a society. And as a result of that, the baby's not getting exposed to all these things in the womb so they don't have an opportunity to develop an immunity to some of these things. So obviously you're not talking about, like they tell you, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs. No, it's right? way more than that. It's like no caffeine, it's uh, no nuts, no, it's, it's all of that stuff. I don't know. It's it's just the same logic with when our kid was in daycare, the first year or so, they were getting probably sicker than other kids, but they also were getting an immunity because they were constantly around ten yeah. other kids who were always sick rather yeah. than the ones who were just at home. I don't know. You know, it's if you just, if you keep whole your children in a bubble, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna react possibly negatively to all of those all of those things that they were never exposed to. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. Don't take my advice. I just think it's kind of interesting that it seems like that's becoming more of a thing. You know, things like, you know, gluten intolerance and peanut allergies and all that stuff seems to be more prevalent today than it, than it ever was in, you know, in the seventies and eighties. The best line is Chris Rock says, poor kids in Africa are not allergic to milk. Yes. <laughs> He's like, there's, there's no lactose intolerance. You eat and get, drink whatever the fuck you can get your hands yeah. on. <laughs> so, um, speaking of back, so you, you had mentioned you were having some back issues. Um, I also have been having some back issues. I woke up like two weeks ago with what felt like a pinched nerve, you know, where the nerve was just kind of all bundled up. And um, so I kind of, you know, rubbed it against the a door. I think my wife was out of town. So I was just kind of like trying to massage it the best I can because I could hardly reach it. It got progressively worse and worse and worse. Uh, so finally, uh, I ended up going to see a chiropractor today. First time I've ever seen a chiropractor, and um, girl or boy, it was a guy. It was a guy, um, okay. but there was there was a staff. You know, there was there was a nurse practitioner. There was a whole bunch of people. There was a person like at intake that like you know had to like warm you up to see the chiropractor. You know, you got to do some exercises. You got to <laughs> do like a you know a neck exercise. I don't. Know. They had me do all this shit. Right. Um, I got some X rays to you know make sure everything looks decent you know on the inside and uh, ended up getting uh you mentioned lidocaine i got some some shots uh they're called trigger point shots uh okay. and they basically where the, the 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 knot the the pinched nerve in my back is they gave me some shots with lidocaine and some um you know ibuprofen like stuff to to kind of you know, take the pain away, but also to like loosen it up so that it kind of releases and, and maybe the, the bundled nerves kind of like let go. Um, having, and that's been fucking 12 hours. And I can tell you right now, the shit's starting to wear off. It still fucking hurts. So a couple questions. One, do you think it's possible because you are in your new apartment in a new bed? Do you think it's the bed that's causing some of this? It could be. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what it is. It, it definitely, I think I woke up with it. So it's certainly possible that I went to sleep the wrong way or, or whatever. Um, th that's totally possible. Um, I've never gone to see a chiropractor before and they did an adjustment, which I had heard about, but yeah, never see, those scare me. actually experienced it. Have you ever had one before? No, they it, scare me. I'm scared I'm not going to walk out of right, it. Right, right. I'm... 
my wife loves to crack her back and she does it all the time. And she'll, sometimes she'll ask me to help and I fucking hate it. Right. Cause in my mind, one time out of a hundred, she's going to end up paralyzed or some shit like that where I'm like, Oh fuck, what the hell did I do? So, and, and I don't even like the sound of it, the sound of like the cracking, you know, and, and I'll crack my knuckles all day long, but the sound of a cracking back to me is just not, not natural. Anyways, I'm laying down and this guy's messing around with my neck and he's like, you know, asking me questions and stuff like that. And then without saying anything, he like twists my neck really hard. Yeah, see, that, and it, that's the thing. That's the thing I see online is it's just like, hey, how's your day? Yank. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> take my wallet. It's in my left pocket. Just take it. <laughs> Anyways, he did it twice to my neck, once on each side. And it made this cracking noise that I absolutely fucking hated. I didn't say anything, but I'm like, I am never going back. There's no fucking way I'm going to do that again. And it, and everybody tells me about, oh, you got to get your back cracked. It feels so good. That it, nothing about it felt good. Nothing before, nothing after, nothing during. It has no benefits whatsoever to me. So a couple things from somebody who has had back problems. Once you start having some, you're fucked because it's so it's you'll hurt your back. Like, oh, let me get this bottle of shampoo on the shelf oh you hurt your back it's crazy how now well everyday life becomes really difficult yeah the other thing like i'm i'm for those lidocaine shots ibuprofen like you said cortisone is usually another one that's used the problem is the the pain that you feel is your body's way of telling you not to do certain things right yeah so if you go lift something up heavy and you feel pain it's your body saying hey this is too heavy for you put it down when you have these shots, your 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 system overrides that, and yeah. so you're doing things that you shouldn't. You're bending certain ways, so it's it's interesting that if with it wearing off, that you're starting to feel it now. It doesn't really surprise me. I am curious how tomorrow will feel. Yeah, I actually have a follow up appointment tomorrow to look at the uh, the X rays, but that's it's precisely that reason is why I don't like taking an excessive amount of like aspirin or ibuprofen or any of that stuff if part of my body is in pain i want to know that it's in pain so i don't do something to aggravate it so i i agree with you 100 percent on that one yeah, except for the headaches i don't understand the people who don't take aspirin for headaches yeah headaches is yeah it's different you can't really yeah. do much more damage to a headache once it's there all right so going from getting your spine <laughs> bent around um, I, I was reading an article on a cosmetic leg procedure. It's a leg lengthening surgery. Yeah, I've I'm actually your thoughts on this. I've I've heard of people getting this. Yeah, so it's crazy. Crazy. So first of all, they said it costs between seventy five thousand and like two hundred and twenty five thousand, something like that, depending oh. on how many. <laughs> literally, how many in- you're paying by the inch. <laughs> they said basically, um, and. The the way they do it is this is this is this alone would make me be like yeah no so they they break your your femur and your thigh bone right I got to remember the hip bones connected to the thigh bone they break those two and they put metal adjustable metal nails in there then what they do for the next few months consistently is every single day through a remote control they crank it a little bit to widen it a little bit more each day so, so like as your healing, bone is healing 
they're opening the gap so that your your body adds more tissue or whatever bone Correct. in between. Oh, it makes sense. How it sounds painful as crazy. Fuck. Is that? Yeah. And they said it was created as a you know surgeries and things happen. That's how this procedure came up. But it it started getting a following in the cosmetic surgery world, and now people are just getting it because they're only five four, five six, five eight, whatever they are. So yeah, I just thought that was crazy. The fact of the matter is, so now. Me and some friends, and we posted a video on it when we were still doing videos. We put the dog collar on each of our arms, mm -hmm. and somebody else was controlling it. Right. Because partly because we got to a point where we just, I was like, I'm not turning this up anymore. Like, right. I'm not doing it because it hurts. So I'm assuming the doctor is the one with the magnetic remote, but how, how would you feel about that? You go into the doctor's office, and he's just like, crank, okay, you're done, go. And you're like, oh my God, the pain. That's insane to me. Yeah, I don't think it's much different from getting braces, right? Because every time you go into the dentist for like an adjustment, they tighten it and fucking hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's why Invisalign's so popular. So they don't jack up your teeth. Well, like I mean, Invisalign's not all that painless, let me tell you. <laughs> because every time you add a new, you know, a new tray into your mouth it's it's pretty it's it's doing what the braces would have done so you're not escaping the pain that's for sure gotcha um have you seen so i, I and look i swear to you i'm not searching erectile dysfunction ads but that's all that's coming up and things around it so there's ads that have been popping up on my facebook whatsapp uh, not whatsapp uh uh, Instagram, things like that. Is it like the for hymns and keeps and all those? And that's Roman the ones that and, pop up all yeah, the time. They're yeah. fucking spending billions of dollars on advertising. It's got to be working because the amount of money that they're spending is ridiculous. I see that shit all the time. Um, but the new one that I've started seeing pop up is a, a toy for women. It's kind of like the old rabbit, I think it was called, where they, they put it in their, their vagina there you go, the medical term. They put it in their vagina. This is a family And it's remote show. controlled. <laughs> and it's remote controlled. So, so you can, like, can make it vibrate and yeah. stuff. Yeah, from there, from an app. Right. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's old, that's old news, but that's, that was a couple of years old now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize you asked for it last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the travel continues, switching the subject ever so slightly. Uh, I'm in Vegas again next week. A conference number five number six what what I number is it's, this I, year? I lost count i think it's number six and then i'm there again next month which is number seven see that alone's a problem that you're like i don't know how many times i've been there yeah this and year. the worst part about it is i had to book my flights for next month and from denver none of the airlines that i fly and have frequent flyer miles with have a direct flight to vegas United's Denver's hub, right? United, yeah. So United does, but it was like a thousand dollars round trip to go from here. It's a fucking two hour flight. It was a thousand dollars to go from here to Vegas. We're seven weeks out, so it's not it's not like last minute shit, right? Like this isn't like somebody died and I need a flight tomorrow. This is, you know, still almost two full months out, at least a month and a half out, and the fucking prices are, are that high. Um, so, so you're going to roll the dice and wait? No, what I had to do was I had, uh, I had, uh, not frequent flyer miles, but I had some tickets that we had canceled flights on cause we got COVID. So I had right. those vouchers and, uh, but those are on American airlines and American doesn't have a direct flight. 
So in order to use the vouchers and not have to pay $1,000 for my fucking plane ticket, I have to fly from Denver to Phoenix, wait an hour, <laughs> and then fly from hey, Phoenix hey, to you, Vegas. See the kids. You fucking believe that shit? Yeah. See, that's, I'm not doing stuff like that. Like There was one time when I was trying to come to see you, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, you can fly New York to LA, and then from LA to Phoenix. I'm like, I'm not going fucking two hours past the place <laughs> to then fly back two hours uh-huh. and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's that's insane. So look, at least the if it was look if it was four or five hundred bucks, I would have been like, fuck it, I'm 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 paying the five hundred bucks to get a direct flight. But it was a thousand dollars, and the only way to make it work was you know to use my freak and and my uh, my voucher was expiring in like a month. So if I don't use it now, it's, I'm fucked. So I'm like, oh man. So yeah, I got a fucking five hour trip to Vegas on a normal two hour flight from from Denver. So I don't. I don't know what it is because you think I think things are getting better and more access to stuff and you know as we we're coming out of COVID I know we're not out of it but as we're coming out of it but I'm staying in the city this week right because I'm there two days in a row I have meetings both days and whenever I do that it's a four hour round trip for me so I'm like I'm not going home to just basically turn back around and come back in and one of the nights I have a, a work dinner as well so I've been looking at hotels and they're a thousand dollars a night. That's Normally crazy. they're about even New York City's like three to four hundred. They've been a thousand dollars a night. So I reached out to GQ, who has a place in the city, or Sugar Daddy as you call them. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm having a fucking really hard time. Even like my firm's not paying a thousand dollars, right? Because I'm I would be able to run it through, but they're like, no, <laughs> like that's not reasonable and customary. Like that's just not practical. So I reached out to him. And I'm like, oh, hey, this day I'm going to be in the city. Is it all right if I stay over? And he's like, yeah, well, I got a date that night. So as long as you're willing to come over like 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, my work dinner finishes at like 830. <laughs> like, what am I going to do for three hours in the city alone? I'm only going to end up getting in trouble somehow. So uh, I'm hoping that there's some last minute deals that I can get a good price. But otherwise, I'll be staying there. Good luck. The uh, yeah. When I was doing the research for this flight, I started to look at because it's so expensive. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not a big fan of flying like Frontier or Spirit, you know, those those like a la carte airlines. But let me just look into it, right? So I look at the price and, and both airlines fly direct from Denver to, to Las Vegas. And the prices were like 350 for the flight. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Like that's actually decent. So then I yeah, start to get like, into it. You want it. wheels on your plane? <laughs> then I start getting into it. If you want to carry on, carry on starts at $60. All right. So if you have okay. a purse or a backpack, it's $60. If you have a rollerboard, $120. All right. Jeez. If you want to pick your seat, that'll be $20. All right. If you want to be able to change your flight at any given point in the future. Now, this is like insurance. This is like gambling. If you think you might want to change your flight, <laughs> that'll be $50. If you're yeah, a child flying alone, $100 extra. Well, yeah, that that's normal. There's always a fee for kids flying alone. There didn't used to a be. a different story. There didn't used to yeah, be. Well, And I didn't even get into like what happens if you want to use the bathroom. <laughs> it's it's like those machines where you got to put quarters in and shit to let you in. You just swipe a credit card. It's it's one of those things where 
I, I, we've said before, it's getting more and more expensive and you're getting less and less stuff each and every yeah. time. The one thing though, and this is why I know Southwest, you use, you've used a bunch in the past. Southwest, I just can't do it. It's where you don't have a seat. I fucking hate it. I, I, that's, that's not for yeah, me. Next week I'm flying shit. Southwest and I, it, it stresses me out just thinking about the fact that I, if, if I don't board in the first hundred people, I may have to check my bags. Which I never check yeah. my bags, especially on a, on a short flight. Yeah, so those, those I can't do. That is one thing that they get me on every time when I book my tickets now. It's like, ooh, $400. And then it's like, would you like to pick a seat? <laughs> 475 yeah. Like, yeah, right, you got me here. <laughs> like, I'm definitely picking a seat. Yeah, yeah. and then if you want, if, do you want four extra inches for your knees? Uh, that'll be $60. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What the actual fuck? I don't know where, how we arrived at where we are, but Jesus Christ. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. So speaking of like not understanding how you arrive somewhere, to this today I was on my work computer and I was trying to log into something personal. And because of that, it didn't have like, oh, you've been here before and like username saved, none of that kind of stuff. And it made me go through one of those, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Captiva, where you like you prove you're it's a, a human and not a computer, right? Captcha. captcha Sorry, yeah. Captcha. So it's like pick all the horses. And so there's nine panels, and, and sometimes oh, these are the I worst. guess if you pick one wrong, I fucking hate these things. It, it asks nine more, and asks nine more, and asks nine more. But what I realized was, first of all, some of the pictures are grainy, black and white, far away, because the intention is computer can't read right. these, the logic's not there. But at one point, I'm like, I don't know if this is a fucking pony, I don't know if this is a mule, I don't know if it's a horse. <laughs> I'm like, I'm failing because they fucking want Dr. Doolittle to do this <laughs> test or a veterinarian. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing wrong. So finally, I had to ask like a couple other things where you could be like, Anna, can I get a new one, please? Can yeah. I get a new one, please? And so they finally gave me one that I could actually do. Oh, those things are the fucking worst. Pretty I always get caught up on the uh, the stoplight one where it says like, choose all the squares that have a shoplight, a stoplight. And it's like one picture of an intersection, <laughs> right? And you think you got it, but then there's like, there's one square where the top of the metal bar that's holding the fucking stoplight is just peeking through the corner and you don't select that one because the stoplight's not in that one and you fucking hit it and you're like, eh, try again. <laughs> Fuckers. It's like, oh my God, I'm a robot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got one more flight. We just booked it. Oh my God. Another flight. Yeah. It's not for this year though. It's for next year. We are. Wait a minute. Hold on. I told you to book our trip in December, and you said to me, I can't. I didn't I'm going book month this to month one. right now. I didn't book this Because one. I have so many trips that I'm and doing. And I still haven't booked the fucking December one. But this is an international trip, so you have to plan it well in advance. Um, Where are you going? Yeah, the wife and I are going to Taiwan in uh, April of next year. So, oh, very um, nice. so her father's there, right? Yeah, she's got family there. So we're going to stay with family. Very much looking forward to it. I've never been to an Asian-speaking country before. So I don't know what to expect. Although I do know because he and I are Facebook friends. He posts on Facebook all the time. They have earthquakes like fucking every other day. Well, yeah. And, you know, the the other thing is also, are they China? Are they not China? You're going to have that little bit of... Well, that's uh, the gamble, right? Well. So, you know, the, the question you ask is, so are we going to be eating uh, Taiwanese food or Chinese food mm -hmm. when we go there? We don't know yet. We don't know. It's going to be a surprise. It's great. Technically, you're also bringing a spy with you because she speaks yeah, the language, and does. people won't know she, she will. She let me tell you this: my wife has Chinese name, my name's Italian last name. She has an American 
first name. When she walks in, that's not what they're expecting. Right. <laughs> they're not expecting this Italian named lady to look like she does. Right. I guarantee you they are not going to expect your wife to understand a lick of what they're saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, she's already already talking about brushing up on her Mandarin. So it should be should be interesting. So you know, I, I went to so I've been look, thankfully I've been a bunch of places, right? With both with my wife and without um, like I've been to Singapore, I've been to Japan, I've been to China, I've been to Hong Kong, all those different places. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting when I was in Singapore, um, there was some girl like chewing gum and I'm like, Oh, I, I thought you weren't allowed gum here. I thought it was illegal. What? She's like, it is. She's like, it is. I just smuggle it in over the border. Gum is illegal. Gum because you can litter with it. And it's very easy to litter. So they don't want you to chew gum. Wow. It's the kind of shit, if you remember That's when we were kids, the shit. guy got caned, the guy got caned for doing graffiti. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they don't fuck around with some of that thing. Damn. When you're there in Taiwan, you got to make sure to get a balut. I know that's a Filipino no, thing. No, no. Sure I know what a balut is. I've seen it. I don't want it. You've talked about it. I still don't want it. It's a fucking fetus. <laughs> it's a bird fetus in an egg, cooked. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, let's hope your back gets better by then, or that's going to be a really long flight. We were able to get a really good deal on business class the whole way. Ooh, very nice. Oh, the worst part about it, worst part about it, two stopovers. One. Yeah, that's, I think I figured out why you got a good deal on business class. <laughs> most people getting business <laughs> well, class so are that's, going direct. But that was the thought process was like, okay, do we fly basic coach economy and get there quicker or for just a little bit more money? Upgrade to business class, take the extra stop, right? But have a bed that you can sleep in and not have to worry about any of that bullshit. Very nice. So I do get to spend a half a day in Japan, so that's kind of cool. Well, a couple hours. Well, with that, origato, Mr. Roboto. (laughs) I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously Bored and Hopefully Inappropriate. (laughs) Yes, once again.